Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is Bretta. G'day, Corey. It's good to be here for our first season podcast, I guess you could call it. Um, we'll get things rolling along nice and quickly. As always, the third member of the team is with us. Welcome, Boffer. Choo-choo! That's all, brother. The Bombs Express is back, and round one is done and dusted, and uh, what do we have today? Round one review, round two preview, whatever you want to call it. But before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Facebook at Supercoach Elites. Big podcast to kick off this week. A uh, lot of injury news, but look, round one's done and dusted. Good to be back. How do we go, boys? Britta, what, you, what kind of score did you pop out on the weekend? Uh, sub 2,000. We'll move on to Bonfire. Oh, shut up, Brett. Let's, let's go. Pop a score. 2,260-something, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd you go with rookies? Um, good. Hit all of them except for Reno was a disaster and Norton on field. But got the ones I needed. Bombs? Um, well, I scored 2,094, and um, look, there's a few reasons why that happened. Can not we too just happy go about. to the first reason, Bonfa? So Friday no, night, we all no caught reasons. up, and we went and uh, had a couple of drinks. Hold on, you when know, you say we all caught up, Bretta didn't no, rock Bretta up. Bretta didn't come. Works yeah, work. Brett was actually concentrating on Supercoach delivering out uh, results. <laughs> yeah, so we've all gone for, we've gone for a couple of beers, you know, kicked off a little bit early, had a couple. Uh, Bonfa should probably be about four or five down. Uh, 15 minutes well, before oh, the game, you want to tell us what happened? So, look, I was throwing up Merritt, Bontempelli, or um, or Josh Kelly. Now, I really like the idea of kicking off the season, Supercoach Elite style, down at the pub with a few froffies, and I uh, thought, gee, wouldn't this be great here to have a, you know, have, a, have a little go at Zach Merritt? So, long story short, I ended up picking him, and by the end of the first quarter, I was um, in a real sort of deep... Yeah, just just in a real dark place I was, and um, it took a lot to bring me out of the dark place. But yeah, now still not fully recovered. It's great sure. to see two hundred plus people liking the post of bombs with you. Was it two hundred again? Honestly, bro, it was. It, <laughs> oh, it was just shit. It was just shit. Like it's not oh, just look. I'm. Oh, well, anyways, how'd you I'm go? Leaving. How'd you go with the rookies? Well, how'd I go with rookies? Well, look, I um. I had uh, Uniaki on field, so that was a flop. I had Rayner on field, that was a flop. I had Norton on field, that was a flop. So I think between those three rookies and Zach Merritt, I barely scored 100 points between four players. So I was pretty uh, filthy about all that. Yeah. Um, and I had a few higher scoring ones on the bench. So I had all the right rookies. I just didn't have them all on field. That was my problem. Yeah, You're not I... very good at this whole super coach thing, Buffer. I don't know what it is. But... No, I had a bad weekend, but just Merritt just absolutely screwed with me. And... Um, yeah, look, I'm just going to leave it there because otherwise I'm just going to end up back in that dark. <laughs> I had uh, I had a bit of the same. I scored two one eight oh. So look, I wasn't overly unhappy with my uh, score, but yeah, had a couple of the same rookie problems that Bonfer had. But we've all got Dangerfield two boys to come back, so that's a huge plus. I mean, for those who didn't have him on the weekend, I ideally would have wanted to be outscoring, you know, my opponents. It, it, it's probably not great that you know, like. People like us who have Dangerfield have scored so highly. I think he would have wanted more of a three to four hundred uh, point gap without running Dangerfield. But that's where it is. You know, some some captain scores definitely saved everyone. So we were well looked after there. Um, but let's get straight into some proper Supercoach talk. Enough about us. 
Matty Cruiser boys, news come out that he's uh, got to get through training at the end of the week to potentially play a game. Um, let's play a bit of a hypothetical here. If he misses and we're playing for overall, what do we do? If he misses and we're playing for league, what do we do? Bonfa. Jeez, oh, another reason why I was depressed this weekend. I bloody had Cruiser too. Um, if you're playing for overall, I think you've got to trade him. Um, just piss him off. Just, just get, just get rid of him. Unless you got, unless you got uh, English on bench and English gets another gig. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think you got to trade him. But if you're playing for league, you, you hold no league games this week, so it's, that's a big hold. Brett, yeah, I agreed. League hold um, overall, you'd be trading him. Um, I think if you if you have him, yeah, unless you got the backup team English. But um, the interview so- too, while we're on the topic, the interviews pick English. No, 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 I didn't go with him. I uh. I didn't think that he would keep his spot on the side, but uh, Bevo had a press conference today basically saying not much positives to take out of the game except Tim, Tim English on the weekend. So the red path, yeah, red path coming right. back in was a bit of a worry. Look, he's, uh, he's a bit raw, and his ruck work's not the greatest, but wasn't he good around the ground? Young Timmy yeah, English. Yeah, um, Look, the positive thing you can take out of Cruiser's game that he was very, very good early, um, and that was with a huge dominance in the ruck, though, either. Like, Nank did hold his own, but it was more... He was just so good around the ground. Um, a little bit worried with the fact that he lost power to his groin. That's not something you want to be hearing. Um, but, yeah, pre-season over. I'm going to hold this week. If if he's almost playing and they're going to guarantee that he... Like, even if he misses, he'll play next week. I play for league, so... It doesn't hurt me at all holding it. I'll drop a couple spots in the rankings, but I'm playing for league, and I know later in the season those trades are going to be more valuable to me um, than kind of the ranking situation anyway. So uh, you've just got to really weigh up what you play for. And I look, I think if you are going to hold Cruiser, I'm going to be taking the donut. So I'm not forcing a way... I don't have enough cash to, to get English in my team. So I'm not forcing a way to bring in Tim English, especially with the fact that he hasn't played. It'll only be two, not three games. And, you know, the the, the players that they have that are still like to come back in, Redpath, Boyd, you just assume Shaq is going to get a go at some stage. So they can't play probably more than three of those big guys. Um, not those ones, but big guys in general in that same team so Tim English as a rookie kind of scares the absolute bejeebas out of me uh, anything else to add on Cruiser from any of you two no, no. Uh, Paddy Ryder Bretta you've got him that must have been some tough news six weeks this is one that definitely has to go I think I don't think Tim English can hold the fort long enough um, especially if you play league or overall to to make up enough points for that, you know, that next best Ruckman. What are you doing with Paddy Ryder, Ritter? Uh, got to trade him. Absolutely got to trade him. I think most are in the same boat. The, at least the, the higher-ranked teams would have had Ryder and English. English is covered just due to that buy. I think teams are looking for cover, and English was the most obvious pick. So I think there's going to be a lot of teams in this boat. Um, but, yeah, English, you can't carry him for six weeks. That's just... A recipe for disaster. You've got to move Nick. Uh, you got to move Ryder. Um, it's simple. Trade him for whoever you think is the safest pick going forward. And there's quite a few options, which I'm sure we'll get into pretty shortly. Yeah. Bombs? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's a definite trade. All right. Let's talk about it. Who are you trading Ryder to, Bretta? 
Uh, two options I'm looking at. Uh, Nick Nat and Jared Witz. Jared Witz, who you guys murdered for the preseason. <laughs> Absolutely murdered me for, and I was pretty happy that he dropped that 130-something. To kick off his season, I think they're my two options. I still... Uh, Steph Mahatton, I, I like that pick, but I don't want to be paying so much money. I think this is my my avenue um, to do a few other things, get some cash in the bank. And Nick Nat only playing 55% of the game, dropping about 110. Um, I don't mind that. I'm willing to, to run the risk. I know I said it to Corey before Nick Nat played, and he said, like, are you stupid? Are you dumb? Like, you got one guy getting injured for six weeks, so you're going to go and bring in the Ruckman who's most likely to miss six weeks at some stage. And I don't disagree with that logic, but I think the upside with Nick Nat's just too hard to ignore. Bonks, do you want to give you your two cents on Nick Nat before I go on a rant? No, no, because I think you're going to give the same sort of discussion I will. Yep. Okay, so my big issue with Nick Nat right now is he's playing, what do you play on the weekend, 55% of game time? Somewhere yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, an amazing score. Amazing score. 113, he was great. He was arguably one of the best on that ground, probably... Well, definitely for the Eagles. Um, my big worry, though, is that 55%, and that was even... He's, he'd come out, and these words come out of his mouth, that this is what it's going to be like for the next probably four to five weeks of Lysette and him in that team, and they're just going to try and cruise him back into it. He's not going to score 120, 100, the next five to six weeks. With those scores. I mean, he's got the favourable fixture this week. Uh, they're coming up against the Doggies. So not a great kind of ruckman, I suppose, when it comes to who he's versing. Um, the week after, they go and play Geelong. So it'll be kind of favourable for him again. But this is where I get worried. Round four, they go and he'll play Jared Witts. Uh, I think Witts is coming into his own. A real good, tall, strong ruckman. Um, I don't think they'll dominate as easy there. Round five, they play, well, Cruiser, if he's up and fit. And round six, I think, hang on, let me just double-check this. Round six was West Coast, Freo, so Sanderlands again. So he does have some good ruck competition um, upcoming. If any of those games are really wet um, or he's not feeling 100% cherry ripe, I still have that feeling that he's going to get rest, rested. Between now and probably, I reckon, around 10 to 12, I can see him having a spell before that buy round as well. So I don't think you're going to have him every week. I think if you do have Nick Nat and you've already picked Tim English, then that's probably a favourable matchup if Tim English can somehow hold a spot in his team. But I am so worried about all this hype around Nick Nat just off his 55% game time. His talent alone is enough. It definitely is enough. He is a very talented ruckman. He's a skillful player. But I cannot see him not missing games. And I said this prior to the season. My opinion's not going to change now. I can't see Nick Nat playing probably more than 18 to 20 games this year. So that's I see him missing at least two to four, and that's without injury. I don't think you can afford that when we don't have a clear-cut ruck three to sit there. It's 450k. It's not like it's not like it's a massive downgrade. And I think that so many people right now are looking at Nick Nat, and it's almost because Riley Bonner stood up and went crazy, and a lot of people are freaking out that they need to make that extra 100k, and Nick Nat's the answer. I would rather, right now for me, if I had Ryder, I would much rather be going to Goldstein, Goldstein uh, Goldie or um, <coughs> Stefan Martin. They're the two that I'd be looking at because 
What's gold? He's an extra 50k than Nick Nat. Is that correct? 70. An extra 70. 70k. And Martin's, what, roughly... A, a 90. Yeah. Another 20, I so. just think that's safer. I really do. I think they've got more of a chance to not get injured than Nick Nat. In saying that, I wouldn't have predicted Cruiser to get injured this week, and I wouldn't have predicted Ryder to get injured this week. I have been wrong about Ruckman before, and I'll be the first to put my hand up and say that. I just can't see Nick Nat not missing games, and I don't think... If you think he's going to score these kind of scores off 55% game time, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Remember what happened last year too, first week? No. The one and two no. Ruckman, Max Gorn, Goldstein, both injured as well. Yeah. yeah. Back-to-back what... years, the two high-priced Ruckman in the league, down, straight away. Oh, talk about Omen. Yeah. Cruiser be right there. Scary, so... Um, yeah, Cruiser might play. Cruiser actually might play. Yeah, no, no. I think you hit it on the head. Like, I'm not not even going to consider going Nick Nat, but talk about you, mate. You think Bond's got bias, mate. Nick Nat's certainly got more bias than him, I reckon. Or he's got to be one to watch with all this bias sort of stuff. But no, I got zero zero confidence in his body, and I'm not going to go anywhere near it. Um, Three dreams, team. Not much bias. Took over the game. Do you think I care? Do we do we play Dream Team or Fancy? We play Super Coach, dickhead. Yeah, I know so what I'm saying. Stop, like, stop got telling these, me irrelevant shit. It's not shit. like they were just giving him points champion, for nothing. Champion, champion, data aren't taking, were. champion data aren't Bons, taking care of Dream Team. They Bons, were. Bons was really, really angry about Champion Data because they uh, didn't give Bond his regulation 110 this well, week. Well, and, and also, look, and I've got another bone to pick, but Merritt was on, what, 21 at the end of quarter time and only finished on 17. Wasn't happy about that either. <laughs> yeah, but knockout, <laughs> knockout is minus four. That's <laughs> Anyway... Anyway, yeah, no. So if um, if I'm looking for a rider option, I'm going to. Don't even think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Nick Nat, but Nick Nat's not an option for rider. I'm going anyone. I'm going to Martin or Goldstein. Brett, can you come with a bit of a stronger case for Nick Nat? Because I've just gone pretty heavily against. Yeah, well, they're gonna, as you said, they're going to play in 55% for the first four weeks. And favourable matchups, you're going to still get the scores you want out of Nick Nat. And then when they do start playing him. Hopefully, you know, he's 70, 80% really start throwing him in. He comes up against Wits. Wits is, what, 211 centimetres. He's a monster, but Wits doesn't jump. Nick Nat can jump all over him. Around the ground, he's going to be much better than Wits. Wits is a, a real, you know, just sort of bully the midfield and, you know, protect his teammates sort of ruckman. Really solid ruckman. will get his hit-outs and stuff. But Nick Nat was laying tackles. He looked athletic. He was chasing blokes down. He didn't look scared, he didn't look timid, didn't look slow. And we were worried about Nick Nat with that whole bone-on-bone rumour that might still be true, might not be true, that his athleticism would would take a hit, like he'd be shot. But that didn't seem to be the case. Um, And I think by the time, you know, he comes up against those those guys, he will have been taken care of and he will have had an easy run into the season. 113 off 55% game time. We were worried he wasn't going to be able to put out scores anymore. Now we know he can put out scores, and it's just a matter of can they take care of him and get into a spot where he's healthy. Also, there was there was even talk he was going to be close to playing in the finals last year if they went deep. So I don't know how yeah. it went so bad so quickly, but there was, there was genuine talk that they were going to try and rush him back. But now he looks fine. He looks good, and he's comfortable. He did rock against um, Callum Sinclair and um, Dean Towers, though. Like, does that not? Fifty-five percent game time, regardless who you're acting against in the AFL. 
How does it not matter? He played 55% game time. He played against no one. It's like playing against the Bears. I think it does matter. And this is the thing. He's not getting 33 hit-outs on... Him and and Lysette went for a... 33 hit-outs. Listen to this. Him and Lysette, and this is Lysette as well. Scott Lysette and Nick Natanui went for a combined 65 hit-outs in the game. And you're telling me it doesn't matter who his opponent is. Are you, do you honestly think from 55% game time, Nick Nat's jumping up against Sanderlands and Wits and winning That's the point. He doesn't have to in 55% game time because the time he gets to them, as you said, four weeks, they said was the plan, the timetable. Yes, By then, so he's got through the four duds, the Bulldogs. I don't know who the other two you said were. Not exactly dominant Ruckman. And then he gets to, who was it, Wits and then someone in between and then Sanderlands. Sanderlands probably be injured by then anyway. And he can jump and <laughs> tackle and run over Sanderlands. Wits could be a problem. But who's the one in between? Yeah, I don't know. By that time, he's playing 80% oh, game time. He's not playing 55% against any he's of these monsters he's talking about. He's selecting him. That's why he's going so hard at this. He's selecting him. You know I don't what like teams, Goldie because of know what teams Martin's gonna, You know what teams are going to do to him, though, too? Like, wait till they play Wits and wait till they play Sanderlands. They are just going to run and just catapult themselves into him. That's what they're going to do. They're going to make sure that Nick Nat is, is feeling it. And, he's, and that worries me as well. His knees, his knees, not that great. He didn't look too bad. I don't know. You watch the eye test. Say, watch that eye I, test. Look I how well just he plays. Say the only, the only, my one real worry is: Do you honestly think he's getting you twenty-two games? I think it's a very small chance. That's a fair point, but <laughs> oh, I don't think so. so are you, are you, are you, you happy? Goldie? Are you happy yeah, trading? It's not like other years where there's other there's other players around. You're just complete locks. There's no other locks. Goldie's got price factor. Stefan Martin changes every year. Goes all over the place. Jacobs drops 90s. Nank's not enough. Who's what else is there? Like oh, there's no. If there was another. Good. I don't know. Matt Cruz or a Patty Ryan. You just or said which you were absolutely primo. loving Wits. Yeah, but Wits is 100, 105. It's safe. <laughs> that's 50 <laughs> less. Like, 50 Wits had like 25 touches on the weekend. That's never happening again. Let's be clear about that. Cruiser is still a freaking awesome option. Um, sorry, pardon me. But um, yeah, Paddy Ryder just this week and Cruiser down this week means it's going to be hard to go Paddy Ryder to Cruiser. Nick Nat's irrelevant. Steph Martin is absolutely the clear choice if you're worried about Pruce. But even if you're worried about Pruce, I think Goldstein is still uh, ahead of Nick Nat. For me. I don't think Goldstein's ahead of Nick Nat. As soon as Pruce comes in, he scores a shot. Well, I tell you what, I'd rather I'd rather have someone who may score five to ten points uh, less a game than need to worry about wasting another trade of them back into the year. When Preuss came in, Goldstein's average dropped thirty-five points a game. Oh, uh, and it all balance out. Thirty-five, not five to ten. Thirty-five points a game just from Preuss. All balance out. Nick Nat's not not going to average more than ten points a game, more than Goldstein. That I'll give you that one now. I reckon During, they average probably maybe Nick Nat maybe averages five points more, and he's what hundred or well, I don't know how much less fifty k less forty k less. Then yeah, but you're running the risk of burning a trade for what five. But points there's risk game. for everyone, bar Steph Martin. Nah, nah. There's way more risk in Nick Nat. How? Because Bruce is going to play. It's a how? guarantee. He's he Nick Nat out. might Boy, get injured. Finish him yeah, off. there's a shitload Bruce, more risk in Nick Nat. But Bruce is. The, but there's a guaranteed <laughs> problem. <laughs> There is a guaranteed problem for Goldstein. If Goldie keeps doing what he does on the weekend, he's not going out of that team. Yeah, but Bruce could still come into it regardless of Goldie's form. Well, they said they're not going to play to Ruckman. 
Yeah, do you think Brad Scott's honestly going to be saying that when they drop five, ten, well, fifty points? Well, do you think they're going to be road? honest about Nick Nat's injury when he's come out and played, and they're going to they say that he's cherry ripe right <clears> now? Like... They, they haven't said he's cherry ripe. Right. They said they're going to try and ease him back into it at fifty-five percent, and they said four weeks they'll up his stuff. That's what they said. And we need to move on. Like, How do you not trust that? We need to move know. on from this because we've got a lot more to talk about. Preuss think... is guaranteed to come into that team at some stage, and that kills Goldstein. Nick Nat's probably going to get injured. Not guaranteed, probably. In summary, you got two people here saying no to Nick Nat. You got one person saying we'll for it, and we'll see where we are in ten weeks. What a Play filthy! Up. What a filthy ten minutes of just pure Nick Nat argument. Biggest waste of our listeners' time, that's for sure. You know why? I'm, I'm just before we go on. Why, like, I'm just so confused, Brett, because you've just done a full 360 after he's played 55 percent of game time. <laughs> what else? What else do we have to take? Like, we have no other sample size. Uh, a bit of time, mate. A bit of time. Yeah. We, but look at yeah, but look at this. What what do we get changed? It was literally his knee shot. He'll never. You said on the last podcast his career's finished. He'll yeah. never play well again. <laughs> he did say that. And two <laughs> weeks later, he comes out and dominates. He's so, no, he's still done. He's still cooked. I'll back Sam Mitchell in. How? What happens if our fifty-five percent game time this week he scores seventy? I live with that. And then what happens if it happens the week after when you're playing? Then it's the problems. Then it's problems. Then it runs again. into the eighty percent. If does his ACL again, then I'll probably trade him. Bonfire. I'll probably don't hold him. Yeah. So then you're wasting the trade. That's what I'm trying to get get into your head. There. Yeah. But the it's thing is, what you, you what was your recommendation? Get see, this is this so is no, this week. You go this get cruiser. This is my, not, this is my biggest. This is my biggest concern. Is if you if you if you loved Nick that that much. I think he was the the honest round one risk. Like it was a risk that you had to take. Well, I wouldn't know. You didn't have to take. I would have preferred people to take early. Um, See, but I completely disagree with that. If you're taking it round one blind, that is mayhem. We actually seen him play. Also, well, the injury factor is just as much there now than it was last week. But last week we didn't know if he could even jump. We had no idea. As you said, his career, you said career over. That would, we didn't no, know if I he could jump, that. run, Bonfer tackle. I said career over. You said done. You said Don't he's done. Don't put words in my mouth. Bro, you said Do he's done. I'm pulling that podcast snippet out. Pull it up. I'm pulling that snippet out. But I'm not, I wouldn't pick him. And I still go by that. And I just think week two, picking him is just as much risk. What do we do with Tom Libertore, boys? Who the hell's running him? What, 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 16,000 teams that have him. Um, but where would you be going? Is the most common sense article straight across the Canelio if you don't have him? Yeah, 100 Are they the same price? Roughly. Yeah, I actually roughly. think Canelio's cheaper. Nah, surely not. It might be slightly different. The other option that I don't mind for uh, Libertorio owners is, if you can somehow, I mean, I know I, I probably could. I could have gone... Um, oh, no, no, you can. If you go Libertorio out... And then a Finlayson into the midfield. Um, you could Maybe bring Connor. Riley Sistog. Connor. Or, or Sistog. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that. So if, you, if you've already got, like say you're a mid-price madness team and you've already got Sicily, um, Libar, I don't know, and Bonner was the only one you were missing. Uh, Canelio and Bonner's the only one you're missing. That's definitely a thing you can do. You've got those options. So, um, if you've got Canelio and Limba, that's uh, that's an option for you there. Anything else? Three, two, one, it. Three, two, one, it. If you had, if you're not having all three and you had Limba, are you bringing in one, two, three? Oh, Canelio. Bonner. Oh, 
Bonner, yeah, just because that price rise is going to be really yeah. nice. Yeah, and then she's... Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, Zachy Merritt, we'll start with you. Bonfa, what's what's the Merritt plan? Well, there is, there is no Merritt plan. Um, well, I guess there oh, is because I'm not doing anything with him. <laughs> yeah, the plan is not to do anything with him. The plan is send him straight to the bench and uh, let him just... Let him just sit there. I played last week without danger. I played this week without merit, if that's the case. The annoying thing is he averages over 130 in his last three against Frio, so it could have been a good points game for him. But, uh, yeah, no, he just goes straight to the bench. Um, if he and, misses. And he'll just... If he misses. I was going to say, well, is he going to take I the think miss? he will. Look, I think they've, they've got to be stupid yet, not to miss him. I mean, yeah. two out of three weeks he's had concussion. It's been three as well concussions in the last couple of months. They did. I will, um, give, you, I will give you a bit of interesting information. That one in the JLT, they reckon wasn't a concussion. Yeah, that wasn't. They came no, out it was because he had blurry eyes they, from the. They from have the said. They have said and quoted. This was Essendon Medical. Can't remember who said it yesterday. March March twenty seventh. Yeah. That it was not a concussion. That he wasn't yeah, dealing. Yeah. And and this is their argument. This is why it's not going to stack up against your mate Richie Douglas, because the argument was is he didn't have a concussion in the first one. It was just blurred vision. So. Okay, so look, whatever it is, I don't think they're going to do it. Anyways, um, so look, if he does, it's a bonus for me because I'll field him. Um, and if he doesn't play, then so be it. I'll get him back in. Not worried about the time. price drop at all? No, I couldn't care less about the price drop because I think this is the way I look at it. That 17 is only going to affect one price drop and one price drop, and, and that's it. Because the way it works is you get a three-game rolling average, right? That works out your price drop. That will be his furthest game away. And because, uh, you know, if he drops 17 in his third game, then he's going to have about three weeks of, you know, real heavy sort of price drops. But because it's in his first game, he's only going to cop one week from it. So, um, no, I'm not concerned. It's not worth trading him out um, because if you started him, you're backing him there to be there at the end of the year. Um, so don't trade him out just to bring him back in later. Love it. Breda? Um, You don't trade. And the price drops are relevant because, yeah, teams that can't get him are only going to pay 60k less max. You, you've paid the price, you know you're going to get hundreds out of him when he comes back. It's not really as big a problem. It's just very frustrating for the first week or two. It's almost that, uh, what we ran last year. Prices are relevant when they're in your team. Correct. Um, yeah, that's right. Unless you're willing, unless you want to, unless they're cash cows, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, you hold him because you've picked him for a reason because he's an absolute star. No different to Zorko? <sighs> well, you know, we Zorko's people. the one I hate. Yeah. Like, if you've got Zorko, like, I'm, I want to tell people to trade him because I just don't like him as a picket or I don't think he's top eight. I'd probably want to get rid of him before he price drops because I think what's going to happen there is you're going to end up with a player potentially even sub 500 who's not going to give you scores all year round. Well, I think Merritt's a bit different. Merritt's going to give you scores and, and sort of be contending for sort of top eight to top 12, whereas Zorko, I don't think, is going to do that. Right. But that's just because I'm not a fan of Zorko. If you're, if you're still a fan of Zorko, you don't, you don't trade based on the same reasons that I'm not trading Merritt. It was exactly what we said. He's got a capability to be tagged out of the game, and he was just absolutely taken out of that game. Was he really This happened... Yeah, he was tagged. He was tagged. Um, Blake Akers spent a bit of time on him. Blake Akers, he's a jet, but Akers isn't a tagger. Yeah, but I think he spent a bit of time on him. Someone tagged him, though. Hang on, I'll find out for you right now. Seb Ross, maybe? Might just rotate bodies to him. But we said it last year because um, Zorko did it two or three times last year. I remember there was that week he scored 196 when I just brought him in. 
then mm. I was just dipping you boys, thinking I was king of the hill, laughing <laughs> away, and the next week he had five possessions. So there was a trend with Zorko doing this, and it's we said it was probably going to happen two or three times in the year. We just didn't expect it to happen so early, and I think he is still going to have his, his 15 centuries for the year just with a couple of bad ones. And bringing Zorko in, you should have known you were going to get this with him at some stage. Jack Steele was the one who went to him. There you go. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Um, I think... He, I think as bad as this is, is I think you've got to hold him. Yeah, you hold him, for sure. I think it's the same one. Like, I understand Bonson's theory of trading him as well because I think you're going to get this a lot. He's definitely going to price drop, but it's probably not worth burning the trade. If you trade him and he comes out and scores 140, 140, you're going to be so agitated. Um, Bonson's already traded his whole team out this week. He's been saying. Well, no, you know what? I actually have not made one trade so far. I haven't had to click the reverse trade button. Um, Fife. Yeah. That, that you hold. That you hold. You don't trade that one. I'm the same you hold, Fife, but you got bullied. Fife and Bonter in the same argument. I don't think there's much to... And I was listening to... Uh, I think it was Doomy the other day. who was saying that when it comes to Port Adelaide, they just have the most perfect matchups for Fife. Yes, absolutely. Fife is a big, strong... He's a bit of a bully around the contest. He's... He's not massive, but he's just got that much core strength that he just keeps his feet, pushes players off, and goes. Port Adelaide got a lot of those kind of midfielders. I mean, Rockliffe, um, Wines, especially. Uh, Pepper, Pepper, yeah. Ebert. yeah. Pepper. And they just rotated through. And they all just went to him, and they just made his job really, really hard. It's a deep, strong midfielder, uh, midfield, and it's, you know, quite often Port Adelaide, that was the biggest knock on them. That they had no outside speed. So I just think it was a case of a seriously bad matchup. Um, I don't mind even the idea of vice captaining. Uh, I was going to say, who's Freo got next week? Uh, Essendon. Essendon. Yeah. Yeah, he, he probably shreds that. Yeah, like who who runs with him there? Devin Smith. And he's, I don't think he's not even close to strong enough to take Zach Merritt? No. <laughs> Zach Merritt? Is he playing? Yeah, uh, I just think if he is, but he's taking five. I even reckon if, if, if it's Zach Merritt, it's just going to be one of those games. Will Merrill be left free? I think Freo will let um, Fife be free, and it'll just be the old-fashioned I see at the end of the game. And Lucky uh, Neil will sneak in and have forty-six yeah. disposals and Neil's, score ninety-seven. Neil's the one. Yeah, Neil's the one, and someone's got to stop him too from getting the ball. Gee, I loved, I love Neil. Yeah, I wish I started with him over Fife. That would have been alright, but I didn't. So. Uh, yeah. Alright, some rookie chat, fellas. What do we do, and I've seen a couple moving already, what do we do with players like Norton, uh, Bonner, Alder U, uh, Rayner? What's the plan? I've seen a lot of people trading Norton out early. Brett? Um, general rule, don't trade anybody that's not injured after the first game, unless it's very, very exceptional circumstances. Um... I yeah, I just think like this. There's so many times where we saw even last year where a rookie would score twenty in the first week, the other rookies would score eighty, and then that would just flip the script the next week, and yeah, all of a sudden trying to get the same play you just traded out back in. Prime example, me digging myself a hole here, but when Nick Newman (laughs) was well almost done um, making cash, remember there was that week where it was Nick Newman and someone else that had both almost peaked, and then Newman put on the one twenty five. 151. Yeah, a 151, that's right. And was just good for like the next 10 weeks. Like, just like absolutely rolling. I think Norton's the same. 
you got to remember, they played GWS. They played a pretty tough forward line. This week, they're coming up against the depleted West Coast forward line. Um, Norton could play a completely different role and, and intercept off half-back. He played on Jeremy Cameron. Or they, yeah, no, Jeremy was... Cameron had like six opponents on the weekend. Yeah, so he, I yeah. think he, he went out, he lined up on one of them at the start. It was either Patton or Cameron, I can't remember. Um, and, I think, and I don't think it hurts. I mean, this week, what do you do? Probably just put Norton on the bench and field... Dodie and Finlayson. Like, Simple, yep. Yeah, I think you just give him a week. You just wait and see. And that's the same with all of them. I mean, for me, it's very easy. I could be irrational, and I've already thought about my future planning. Um, I could go Aldi, you and Rainer out and bring in Bonner and um, Barry, because I spoke about going Aldi, you and easier going down than up. Um, but I'm not going to. I'm going to sit it this way, because if Aldi, you comes out and has a blinder, I mean, those conditions were shit outs for him, so they don't worry too much at the moment, LDU owners. If he comes out and, you know, has 20 touches and drops 80 to 90 against St. Kilda, he's completely relevant again. Um, yeah, that's just where, where my thoughts are with there. Any, anything Agreed. to touch on with rookies, Bombs? No, I think that's the logical thing to do is to wait another week. Yeah, Who's kind of worrying you at the moment in your side? Tim well, I mean... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm less concerned about Norton than I am Rainer and Uniaki. And you know what? I wasn't really sold on Rainer, and I said it several times. The only reason I'm picking him is because he was a number one pick, and I always seem to miss the number one pick in the last few years, and it felt like it killed me every time. You know know what? I picked him on the back of that statement. Did you? In the back of my head, the whole time I think I'm like, yeah, number one picks don't usually fail, Bonf is right. And that was like all it took for me to bring in Rainer at the end. And I, and I do apologise to you and don't everyone apologize. else. Don't apologise, yeah, that's yeah. not done. Um, thing well, I Rainer's not forward. Hodge, Hodge came out this week <laughs> and said, uh, <laughs> just realised what you said. Hodge came out this week, this morning, and had a lot of praise for the kid. Um, he was bashing and crashing packs on the weekend. Um, we just need to see him playing probably a higher role in that forward line rather than that, you know, deep. He did look, and, and a lot of them do, just look a little bit lost early. But I really liked I, I liked Rainer's game as an AFL game. Um, and so it's suited to Supercoach. Yeah. Let's hope that can improve. Uniaki, Uniaki was the one that, for me, was like last minute. We had that Brody bombshell, so it was like stuff that yeah. was going to go to Uniaki job Man, security. I wish Brody so had played. I, I am so filthy about that because if it's going to end up costing me a trade, I'm not going to be happy um, around that around that too. So, look, I'm kind of hoping they both flunk it again because um, if they both flunk it, I can do some serious damage and, and probably uh, upgrade myself quite significantly to, to someone because I've got a bit of a bit of a war chest sitting in my bank at the moment, nearly 150k already. Yeah, not a bad move there. Uh, Brett, who's worrying you early in your team? Um, I don't have LDU, but he if I did, that'd be disastrous. Rayner and Norton seem to be the two obvious ones. Norton, not so much. I think he'll be okay. Um, Rookie-wise, I don't think I got really... I don't, I don't think there were many that went right with Murphy. Murphy won. Uh, that Murphy, one's kind of a yeah, thing. That's trouble. Uh, that one there, I would have loved. You know, I've got a bit of a chest, and I would have, I would have fallen just short of uh, Riley Bonner. That's why, um, you know, I ended up with Murphy, just one hundred two k simple sort of selection there. But um, yeah, that one there worries the daylights out of me in terms of, you know, potentially just being dropped and never seen him again. He's one hundred two k. He kind of look. If I can get him to Bonner next week, I'd be pretty happy with myself. I can work out I'll, two tries. I'll doing, if, if Bonner goes massive, I'll be doing that. I can do it. 
heaps think and watch list. Anyone in there for any of you boys at the moment? Oh, yeah, Luke Parker. <laughs> we had that Sydney conversation, didn't we? And I said, you know, I've just been, haven't been all in on Parker, but I'll tell you what, he's back. How good was that game on the weekend? He had some, like, nine tackles as well. A lot of contested stuff. The big bicycle kick goal. Oh, yeah, did I like Parker. I really love that one. Breda? Bonner's my whole watch list. Yeah, I think Bonner's in mine in there right now. Um, And I think Jake Graham was pretty impressive too, but I probably can't see him laying 10 tackles every single week. Do you see 7,200 people have already traded in Bonner? Yeah, no surprises there. Do you know what's annoying me? And I'm pretty sure I'll get into contact with Harold's son. My gold's gone. My yeah, son, mine's no. been chopping in there. My two-week free trial's gone. And I went to just buy it before, like just for the rest of the season. Didn't activate. Money taken my, out of my account hasn't activated. So Yeah, look, it says that the trial's meant to end at the end of round two, so we should have it here for another week, so I'm not sure what's going so. on. It's bought it. It, it seems be to be. So... Well, I'm not sure how you bought it, because... Also... Didn't think you could buy it beforehand. Yeah, you can click Heaps. there, you can buy it. It says more info, subscribe now, so I subscribe to it. Heaps thinking watch yeah. list, Kate Simpson, thoughts? Oh, hell yeah, it needs to be oh, on there. That's insane. Yeah. You, guys, that's insane you guys weren't, yeah, he was, he's good. I told you, you took the kick in, so I told you Carlton was going to give him the ball. That was um, the scariest went, part of the whole game. That, yeah, I went, he kicked it himself over. too. And then, and then when I was watching the Melbourne game and Hibbard's not on kick ins, I was just mm. like, is this a joke? I think I inboxed mm. the page and was just like, um, <laughs> why is Hibbert not on kick-ins? Like, yeah. Hibbert, uh, Hibbert over Simpson seems to be a mistake that, that I've uh, certainly made early. And it's not, probably not the only mistake that my team's uh, experiencing right now. It's right. I'm happy to, I'm happy to hold Hibbert, though. 60 points. Yeah, so am I. No, I'm not, not going to do something irrational and go Hibbert to Simpson or something there like that. No. There were plenty Hibbert of people to Bonner? making some irrational comments on the I weekend. wouldn't do that at well, I mean, it's, a, it's an emotional game, so hopefully the dust settles. And uh, because, you know me, I like to make a few rush statements and then things settle a little bit and I'll sort of come to fruition again. Um, if, so I kind of know what these people are going through. If Hibbert goes and drops 60 next week, do you condone a Hibbert to Bonner? That's more no. of a personal question. Nah. No. Nah. Wouldn't, wouldn't do that, no. I'd be, be getting someone up to Bonner and not going someone down to Bonner. Probably prefer like yeah. Hibbert to Kane Simpson, Cade Simpson just to be like safe. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, our exotic limo player of the year got its first run today, boys. Now, we did say that yeah. we would be the be-all and end-all of each week's decisions. Um, it'll be on Facebook, and we'll just be running a vote system like we did last week. Um, right now, Titch was voted in as the player. It's Supercoach Relevance, too, not necessarily the best game. Um, so, who did we had? We had Titch, Buddy, Billings, Bonner... Uh, Kelly. Kelly How was Kelly in there? Gordon How was Kelly not in there, bro? Hang on, hang on. Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly. Oh, Tim Kelly. Oh, Josh, so Tim, Tim, Josh Kelly. Because it's got to Sorry. do with Supercoach relevance for price, etc. Um, and I think the community had 93 votes for Titch and 41 votes for Buddy. Um, Paddy Cripps was in there too. Yeah, Paddy Cripps, that was in, not gone. Uh, we oh, made a bit it's... of an error, I think, by putting the like button on one of the favourites. So... Yeah, maybe we might change that next time. Might have skewed the votes yeah. a little bit. But, you know uh, what? Uh, Titch is in one, in one in two teams. I'm not even sure if his high scores are relevant because they should, they're expected. That's it. That's an expected performance from uh, Titch. He's playing Collingwood, and uh, that, that was expected. It's like you know putting danger 
for, for player of the year if we're talking about relevance and all that. Yeah, we can't absolutely knock Titch just because he's gone out and done what he's done. He's knocked up 54 touches, nice score of 167. I think it was still uh, still fairly impressive, just broken the all-time record. He's uh, in one in two teams, though. That's, that's yeah, the but that's, that's yeah. not... You can't take that into account for a player of the year competition. And we can't talk about, you know, relevance and all this. We'll just talk about, you know, who was the most impressive performer over the week. And maybe we have to yeah, think about the wording See, there. For me, that's for me, Kelly was my number one. A rookie yeah, score 120 off the bat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for me, it's Kelly as well. So Are that's we fine. just locking in the fan vote, though? I don't to start know. it. Yeah, look in the fan vote. We'll let the people decide. It's it's the uh, exoticlimo.com.au player look, of the year. If he didn't, uh, fans if he, can have a say on this If podcast. he didn't we'll break the record, I think I would have been open, more open to discussion. For me, it was Buddy Franklin. He was mine for the week. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a dominant performance like that. Um, but I think we'll, we, the people, will go it. And that'll be a, a, a one point to Tom Mitchell. Just write down Titch. For the year, so Titch after doing three, two, one. We're doing. What are we doing? How are we doing this? Uh, I was just going to go one each week. Okay. Yeah, easier. Well, it just it just might be a little bit. I think we might end up with a tie or or several ties down the end. That's all right. We could have like five players on two or something. Yeah, that's fine. No issue with that. You forgot about Pete Dangerfield. He's got to come back, and he'll probably get most of them. Let's go to um, the questions. Some questions? Hit them up. Yeah, jump that away. Jump across Facebook. Uh, first question, Henry Moyle. What do we do with Cruiser? Is Nick Nat an option leaving money to downgrade to Dangerfield once he's back and prove that he's well? I know we've had a lot of Nick Nat chat. Um, I did read this question simply because I had that that money side of things. Bretta, are you mainly looking at Nick Nat so you can have more money for like a Bonner? Is that mainly why you're looking at Nick Nat? I think I look across the board. I think the options are pretty much all very similar. Risks are all similar. Output is probably similar. Nick Nat gives you more cash. So, yeah, that's the variable I take into account. I see. I'd still rather go one of the more premium Ruckman. Who, who would be your... It's Martin Both of you go Martin, yeah. Yeah, I'd be, see, I'd that's be the having one, a that's real close to. look at Goldie as well too. But, yeah, Martin, I think, would be... Would nudge that out. Um, itchy uh, nose, Corey. Pardon? Itchy nose, or? No, she's kind of rubbing the forehead. Uh, are injuries <laughs> the only reason to trade this week? Uh, yes. Well, in, 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 yeah, if the injuries are more than one week, uh, like if they're significant periods of time, then yes. Example Unless you're of, uh, missing... Example rider. Unless you're missing Finlayson, Dodie, Holman and Kelly, then you probably should go and get two of those. Yeah, and that was from William Patrick. Actually, I don't mind that. If you're missing Kelly, then... He's probably not going to score 20 next week. He's probably a good one to probably bring in now. I think he's got a pretty safe spot in that team, especially with the amount of ins that were there. Um, Brody and Caulfield, uh, Michael, Ralph, Brody and Caulfield are on my bench and didn't play. Thoughts? Hold and wait for this week's teams. Yeah. Yeah, hold and wait till the end of even round three teams. Yeah. Cause I, like, think, I think they're half a chance. Yeah, and even if they don't, I mean, next week, like, you had... You had Zach Guthrie go absolutely crazy on the weekend as well. If he comes out, he scored 86. So if he comes out and like dominates again, if you can't go up, to, if you don't already have Bonner, I um, mean, you can't get to Bonner. Like that's an option for Cofield, like or even Brody down Cofield up to um, Bonner. They're just options for next week. So someone in our league ran Zach Guthrie, didn't they? Yeah, Reeve, wasn't it? 
Reeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's someone, so funny. Sorry, someone in your league ran. Yeah, my league. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gonna have to adjust. That is the <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> um, trade Liber Luke. Uh, Dragnine trade liver to a top scoring uh, round one rookie or to another premium. He told you people had liver. I think. Uh, well, it's hard for premium. I mean, what premium can he buy? Four twenty. We well, certainly four anyway. Two, didn't two we? trades we to go up, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Better consensus. Yeah. And and Knigs or use some DPP and maybe get Bonner or use DPP and maybe you can buy Lloyd or Sicily or yeah. If you don't have Kelly, or you know, probably go get Kelly. You got some options there. Cisco, so Caniglia, we're down. That's pretty much it. Um, Paul yeah. Hollis out. Bontempelli, Norton in. Tim Kelly, Cade Simpson, or uh, oh wow, or out. Bontempelli, Zach Langdon in. Tim Kelly or Green. I don't recommend you should um, be trading, but you probably you have to get Tim Kelly in Oregon somehow. With, with I, don't, I don't think Bond's the way to it, though. I just think if you've got another dud rookie, I'd rather do that to get Kelly. Yeah, 100%. I reckon you yeah, know, yeah. I'd rather sideways trade a rook. It's it's too bad. Just hold that trade till next week anyway, Paul. Um, Brett Bro... No, I'm well, taxis out the front, by the way. Uh, watching, <laughs> watching Barry's game. This is Barry from... Uh, Brisbane Lions. Uh, next game for breakout year is inside mid. Thoughts? He played a very, very, very good game on the weekend. Um, well, he did. Didn't he? Is he number? He's got. He's got big hair now. Number, number thirteen. Hair? Yeah. Is the back half of last year he did it. I'm pretty sure he's number thirteen. The back half of last year he did this towards the end, and we were looking at bringing him in at like 220k because he just <laughs> went to inside mid when Rocky got hurt again. Thought he was good. But, um, I don't think it's worth a risk. Um, we've already spoken about Zeret. Um, already spoken about Ryder. Man, there's a lot of questions about Zeret. Matt Leake, do I trade Merritt down to Canelio to avoid losing some major cash drop um, while also oh. getting a lot of cash? Give him 200k in the kitty to get the next upgrade. No, because Merritt's a full season. Um, upgrade option. A lot of people trying to trade premiums there. Bombs, can you go look at the taxi? No, just calm down. Now, look at this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's happened here, mate. He's heard that the, the Bombs Express has broken down. <laughs> he just tried to get the two, two. So he's just gone, oh, I might talk to him. Well, you're out there, fella. <laughs> choo, choo. Look at him. He's going back at me. Choo, choo. <laughs> he's fucking having a go this guy. I'll tell you what. Look at him, mate. He's right down the street now. He loves the two. He knows the Bombs Express. Oh, my God. You could not screw uh, that. Um, just a lot of these questions. Anyone trying to get rid of pre- like trading primos, I'm just going to let you know now. We are completely against it. Um, and yeah, Norton and Davies out. Bonner and English in. Norton Davies, Davies Uniaki, I imagine. See, I'd, I'd wait for the. I'd wait for next week. Then pull wait a week. Yep. Yeah. Mark Lowerson, straight swap Savage for Sicily. Nope. Not you know, yet. I like that one, but again, wait till next week. But I think that's a good move. Uh, yeah, a lot of these ones. Uh, Long How M. Cox, should I keep him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a dickhead for getting him in, but in the first place. Get hey, don't, don't talk about my boy Long like that, yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, but uh, yeah, no, you got to get rid of him. Come on, what are you doing with Cox in your team, dude? you got to get rid of him. I, if you've been an avid listener to this podcast, I can't believe you started the season against my. My wise words of wisdom. 
That was the, I can't that was... for the last like five minutes. You boys have been saying don't trade premiums. Now all of a sudden, we've got to trade a premium. I don't understand the logic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler DeBay, Paddy McCartan, hold. Corey Ellis, hold. Question mark. Trade McCartan, hold Ellis. Agreed. I'll probably wait till next week though. Yeah. I hope what's McCartan going to do? Well, McCartan's going to do anything. Yeah, see, I see. I'm happy to get rid of McCartan this week. Nothing's going to change yeah, with McCartan. Point. Sorry. Um, Bonner Lock, will English be enough cover for Cruz or is Cruz better gone? I think if English plays this week and you've got Cruz, you just hold it. You just hold it. That's easy. Yeah. That's the easiest decision ever. I don't even have English and I'm holding it. So, yeah. This is a good one. Brenton Hallam, trade, <sighs> yeah. trade out Smith and Bancroft for Maxwell and Renshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Dance, can you discuss the job security of English playing as a viable cash cow? How long, honestly, between you two boys, do you see English staying in that team? Twenty-two games, four weeks. Do you actually see him staying in for twenty-two, Brett? No, I reckon he plays ten to fifteen. Wow, I, I think he plays. I, I think good. he plays anywhere. Between Did you just watch him? Did you just watch the he game? He was so good. Yeah. So good around the... And he, he didn't good. get pushed around. Problem his skills was, were good, he hitting was, targets all over the place. He was good, really good around the ground. And he's just a, like, he's a ruckman. He didn't give them anything prior to that, though. That's my that's the scariest part of that, that game. Is it like he didn't... Like, he didn't have Western Bulldogs with first use of the ball. They've never really been a first use of the ball kind of team, though, in saying that, too. No, they've never had it since Will Mint. Like even Will Minson was never really on the side when he was there. Yeah, they've always. Been no, good. I thought English was fantastic. He was a good option down the line. He hit every contest at a hundred miles an hour. They loved that. Tackled everybody. Hit just, pretty much most of his targets. Took I some risky kicks and was still hitting really them. Really worry about some of the guys that are gonna that need to come back into that team. Red yep. Path. Red Path is the biggest one. Boyd Shacky. Is Boyd yeah. in? No, Boyd wasn't in. No, Boyd hasn't played. Shacky's not playing. Um, Pickens out injured. I think is it not Biggs? There's another one that's out injured as well. Um, I know completely different, but there's a lot to come back through that team. Um, yeah, I think most of the... wasn't playing either. Um, I think realistically he's one really bad game away from being dropped. Same, and that's what I think. Uh, also, Parker or Canelio being top eight mids this year. If both oh, are, okay, yeah. more, neither. Um, and more important nah. next week. I'm What's saying the percentage? Park... Percentage that you think either of them can finish top eight? Canelio, 20%. Parker, 20%. Canelio, 4%. And uh, Parker, top eight. Gee, top eight's tough, like, because if you give me top ten, I'm saying, like, 60%. But top eight, mm, I'll give him about 47. <sighs> oh, fuck. Just I, you guys don't know, man. Like, Just I'm about loving 47. I'm, like, loving Parker, man. Like, that uh... game... Parker. You know, I liked it beforehand, but oh, Jesus. Parker, 10%. Um, Canelio, 5%. Hey, Bombs, <laughs> Bombs reckon champion data have biased. Jesus Christ. I, I don't cross the Twitter. I don't have the um, <laughs> is, uh, this is Carl Dixie. Is Ryder a must trade? Have heard the exact yeah. timeline, yeah, yeah. Ah, so there you go. He's sorry. He's replied to his own message. Then he hadn't seen it beforehand. Um, these are all just merit questions. Merit three hits in six weeks. Surely that's a cause for concern. Do we give him one more week before take taking him to Dangerfield, or do we do it this week? 
if if Merritt misses at that price drop, if you don't have Dangerfield, do you condone that at all? If you've got the cash lying there, yeah, probably. I'm I think doing it. To getting Dangerfield is a correctional trade almost that you should be doing. You're so far ahead. No other premium. I'm doing it because you're getting in danger. I'm not doing it because you're trying to avoid a price drop. Is if the, you sorry, let me say this: if you are trading merit, right, to Dangerfield to only trade merit in in two or three weeks because of the price drop of like sixty grand, then you should not be doing that. You should be finding someone else to get to Dangerfield, and it's your mistake for not starting Dangerfield from the start of the year because if you're doing shit like that, you're throwing two trades down the down the drain. Uh, for essentially nothing. That's what I wanted to say. I mean, you obviously didn't pick Dangerfield because you thought the injury was going to affect him that much that he was going to come out and score low, like low scores. So why now, after one round, do you think that 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 just because he's playing that that hamstring's now fine? If you thought that Hammy was fine to begin with, then you should have been starting Dangerfield. So. Oh, you yeah. should have been starting him anyway. Um. Yeah. Teams that skipped on him would hate the fact that teams who have him still scored so well. What was what was the final um, selection percentage? I think he's in 19 at the moment. I'll get it up for you right now. So Danger, yeah, Dangerfield was... The last time I saw him, he was at 19. I feel like he, it almost guarantees us... Like He went down to 17. Top 10% this year. Ah, like, wow. The percentage is gone off my screen for some 17. reason. And 17. It, just, it just tells me how many teams he's in now. 34,765. Yeah. And the percentage is just <laughs> not there on my screen. Has the percentage gone down, did you say, Bumper? Yeah, so last we checked was about 19%, 19%, I think, yeah. on that Thursday night or whatever it was. And now it's so 17. over the course of the weekend, it went down to 17%, yeah. So people went to Titch or something like that? Well, I mean, you know Most what? If you didn't have. if you didn't have Titch, that wasn't a bad move. Um, but the reality is, is that people should have really been studying Martin Titch and Danger. And so danger probably went to someone else. Uh, Roy Hutchinson, who are the two best to field this week out of Andrew Brayshaw, Banfield, Holman, Tim Kelly, and Don Barry? Well, Andrew Brayshaw, Kelly. Brayshaw, Kelly, yeah. Holman was good, though. Yeah, and Holman against Carlton would want to say, well, here you go. This is what you get for delisting me, too. But also, uh, wet weather, bro, when he played yeah, against North, was that was quite central. His, his legs would also just be absolutely drained, so I'd be going Brayshaw Kelly. Yeah. I don't mind Holman, though. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I probably I reckon I'll probably run Holman over Brayshaw. I reckon I'll do it. Wow. FM1717DFS. All rookie backline looking good so far. Should I find <laughs> the cash, though, to go up to Bonner? Is he viable for the season? Also, Did he do it? As a rookie? <laughs> Apparently so. Hashtag Merrick Concussion. Hashtag Bonner's Flog. Uh, not this week, <laughs> FM, but you definitely can have a look at it next week. He did it. Send me your That's same balls in bro. Yeah, I want proof, though. Send me yeah, a, a cropped photo of your back on. Um, Dan Halson, if Titch averages around 40 to 50 touches a week, will he keep this scoring up high enough? He only had 167 with 53 touches, whereas Dusty Cripps had 20 less touches and only 30 less points. Should this worry Titch owners if he doesn't get 40-plus? No, because he's still scoring 120, and, and no player, can I say, not unless they extend games, but no player will ever average 40 touches in a season. That player is in the No, it's just not going to happen. That's stupid. Um, well, that is ridiculous. Tell you what... 
there's something going on. There's a different trend on the weekend. The amount of possessions players were getting on the weekend was to the roof. Ablett and Selwood having 13 on each. I think Gibbs and Canilio was like 36. Crouch ran a muck. Yeah, Canilio had heaps. Crouch 41. Yeah, it was just. But are other players touching it less? Are they handballing the ball more? Are they. You know, there's there's a whole range of factors uh, that go in there because still these days, 400 touches in a game of football is still a very high number. Most teams get around that 370 mark um, in, in in a game. So unless, look, you've only got limited time on ground. Um, I think what we're seeing, though, is more fast-actioned football. We're not seeing a lot of, lot of chip mark, chip mark, uh, as we did last year with a lot more teams. So um, you, you might be generating an extra 20 touches per side, but... I mean, no player is going to start averaging, you know, like Tom Mitchell's going to go from, like, say, 34 average to, like, uh, you know, over 40. That's just a bit extreme, probably, I think. Probably averages 50 yeah. this year, to be honest. So. Yeah, plus 51. Um, Cooper Smith, Alder, you and Dow, do we back them to make cash or downgrade to a cheaper rookie? Same thing we said all podcast, just wait and wait, see. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, who has better job security? This is Nathan Erez. Uh, Norton or Tom Dodie? Dodie. Nah, Norton's got better job security. They've got no key defenders, the dogs. That's the problem. The biggest problem is when Marcus Adams went down, we all got excited that... That was it, yeah. Yeah, that he's got the job probably security. Screwed him. But it did. Because, it, it, like last week, he had to go to one of the big boys. He yeah. couldn't play floater. So, yeah, see what they did with Norton in no. the last quarter, though? Well, no, what happened? Played him at full forward. Oh, did they? Yeah, but they were... Well, they've, they've got... I, I don't know the team what they're was doing shot. at the, the moment. The game was shot. I think, I, honestly, um, what's his name needs to go back down back? Who's the... Oh, um, Eastern Wood. Eastern Wood, man. Send him back down back. Like, That's what they did. They swapped Wood and Norton. Yeah, they but uh, I think leave Norton down there too. I think they'll, they'll have since, to readjust that. That's not working. Since the grand final that they won, they have not settled on on a lineup since. And, and this is the dog's problem. Until they can get some continuity in the in the players that are actually on the bloody field, they ain't going nowhere. And if they want to keep stuffing around Norton, uh, you know, throwing him forward for the quarter, and I'm big on this. I think, you know, I think they've screwed Weeder in as well, Bob, by throwing him forward so young in his career. Let them master their craft at one end and just let them go. Let them become a player and then add strings to the bow, bow later. Stop but trying the, the to make them... But the thing, the counter-argument is, is, is then when they're, yeah, like when they're not working, that's when try something something new. When it's working, why fiddle around with it so much? I don't know. Oh, look, I don't know. Honestly, it's... Yeah. Anyways, play on. Next question. Um, again, it was, what do we do with Norton? You just hold. And then, last question uh, from <laughs> Lick Ned 2 which is Lockie Dinky. Uh No question. Just right. hashtag Bonds Flog. Vice captain and captain what? options this week, boys. Wow. I'm always late on this. Let me bring up some things for Bob. No, this this is what you're doing. You are are without doubt, if you're owner of Paddy Cripps, you are VC in the living daylights out of that one, I think. Um, And I I think we get in danger back this week. So no matter what you're doing, you're going into danger. And I think Paddy Cripps is in for a big one. If we we want to talk about someone who's a little more popularly uh, owned, um, if that even makes any sense whatsoever... Then I think Jack Billings could be uh, a sneaky one who's got a lot uh, bigger ownership. Uh, for me, it's Dusty into Dangerfield. Dusty tore Adelaide up on Grand Final day. No reason he can't do it again. Yeah, Dusty I'll... into five. Wow. 
I would love to see if this guy does that. That would be absolutely uh, hilarious. What's your what going for, boys? Um, just first game back. But you know who else is a real captain option that you guys probably should have given a little bit more love to throughout the podcast? Jared yeah. Wits. Uh, Jack McRae, boys. Playing <laughs> 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 the Weagles, bro. <laughs> was I saying all praise and bombs? Could you remind the, the listeners? That, that McRae was better than Bontempelli and yeah, uh, that Hampton on the weekend. He started well. Started well. To get I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna love being out of like what's it called? Just whack you blokes. Not no, no, just whack bomb throughout the season. Just started with him. No, no, no. Yeah, That's fine. Hey, you know what? You, know what? you can't claim him as his boy. He didn't start with him. <laughs> and you know what, Corey? Give us the update because we have a challenge between us three this year. So oh, we had the Chalky Milk Challenge last year. Now, look, we got the Chalky Milk Challenge. We had that going on last year. Videos dropped, so you might have to scroll a fair way through Facebook now to try and find or it's the video. Also on so YouTube. Sorry, just search it. I think search oh, it's on, on YouTube and you'll find it there. There we go. Maybe we can get some money through some advertising on YouTube. Who knows, mate? We're just real superstars down here. But anyways, what we've decided to do, right, we've all taken a mid-pricer each this year. Now, the challenge is still undecided. So please, if you have any ideas, listeners, Facebook us, Twitter us, uh, drop it on SoundCloud, drop it on iTunes, whatever you want, let us know what you think the challenge should be. Get another, what we've done, get another questionnaire up, I reckon we will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were some of the ideas? Full body waxings and jumping out of aeroplanes and six AM session, I think, down at the yeah. beach, things like that. Yeah. There's been there's been a few things. So you think of anything, you know, uh, and I think one that we I think we even oh, spoke yeah. about it might have been on a previous podcast was maybe one of us have to do the Jason Johannesson hairdo or that, something that, like that. That so, one wrote that on thing. I think we were talking about it the other day. The I wrote that. The bleach oh, okay. dye, except Brett's already blonde, so he's gonna have to go ringer. Yeah, so look, anything you can think of, uh, let us know what it is. But here's the challenge, right? So we're going on highest averaging uh, player for the year. We've all taken one mid-pricer each. Corey, who have you taken? Uh, I had uh, James Sicily. Thanks. Uh, and what did you drop on the week? Uh, 125, so that'll go really one... well when I've got uh, my little cutout. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Now, we do this in order. So Corey is currently leading, right? I've got none other than Lloyd. And he dropped a 119. Britta, where are you at? Steph Smith, 92. That's all right. <laughs> I'm not worried. 100. So, uh... hey, but boys, 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 let's put a little context <laughs> behind this, all right? James Sicily, 125. That's probably the highest he's going to score all year because he played against Collingwood. That's his you know, the kings, The kings of, you know, let's get the ball, run really fast, look at the ground, and then kick it forward. <laughs> and really high into uh, Sicily's hands. So Sicily's done. He's cooked. Year over. Jake Lloyd. Low key, I'm a little bit worried because I knocked him pretty heavily, <laughs> and uh, he was alright. And Dev had 26 and didn't kick a goal, but you know he had 26. And he played in the midfield, and they're playing Freo, and he's dropping about 140. You know what? I might even straight see Dev Smith this week. <laughs> so this is going to be really interesting. So we will keep you up to date each and every week with uh, averages and see uh, you know where's it at, and hopefully by some time, hopefully you know in the next. You know, maybe even three weeks because we'll, you know, we'll filter through all these things. We've got to sit down, we've got to decide on one as well, um, and and we'll let you know what exactly the challenge will be. So make sure you drop us in anywhere you want: iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, even in the YouTube comments, wherever you want. Hit us up on any form of social media, um, and we'll make sure that we go through them. We'll have some polls up as well. We'll we'll capture the community's uh, kind of um, yeah opinion on on the whole matter and all that sort of stuff too. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, Britta loses and. Uh, yeah, hopefully he's up for a challenge. Yeah, the one thing that you did miss too is uh, the emergency 
So if one of our players I goes down, we're taking yeah. the piss out of that worm. We will nah. take it because I'm not accepting that. Too bad. You got no choice. I'm not accepting this one. Well, you picked your player, so the emergency is <laughs> everyone has just as much chance. The emergency is Jordan Dugowie. Oh, what happens if two players go down? But this is just completely unfair. Well, then we're gonna have to. Then we're walking somewhere, walking something, yeah. 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 <laughs> the goey's emergency. All two players are running the goey. <laughs> but yeah. Um, big shout out before we wrap up the podcast to our one hit wonder who top scored in our, our Supercoach group this week, the Elites group, with a massive 2544, and he's currently sitting 16th overall. So that was massive. Good on him. Uh, big shout out there. Boys, before I wrap